Welcome to the Automation Mastery Podcast. This is your host, Justin Morgan of AutomationMastery.net. Here to help you automate your business, master your destiny, and maximize your impact. Let's get to the episode. Let's chat. What's up, Automation Nation? I'm so glad to have you all here. Again, whether you are listening to this over on the podcast or you're watching my wonderful face over on YouTube, on Facebook, or wherever you happen to land, I'm glad to have you here. And today, again, as I promised, I wanted to make sure I had as many experts, as many people, as many other powerful individuals here to have some great conversations around business, around entrepreneurship, and around automation. And so today, I have a couple of folks, um, really cool people I got to met, meet some time ago. It's been weird because I, I haven't had the chance to reconnect with you all as much as I've liked to, um, based off the coronavirus and all that stuff. But I have a couple of serial entrepreneurs. And when I say serial, I mean, they know what they're doing. It is not just like, hey, they dabble in one thing here or there. They have a number of successful businesses. And I felt it was important to bring someone to you that really has that spirit of entrepreneurship. And they've not just got it right once, but multiple times year in and year out. And so today, uh, I want to welcome, I want to welcome Perrin and Loretta Wetzel um, to the podcast. Can y'all go ahead and just sell, tell our listeners hello, tell us uh, who you are, and um, just, just real quick, you know, just what you all do. Okay, my name is Perrin Wetzel the fourth. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 41 plus years. Uh, after I graduated from college, I couldn't see anybody making a profit off of me, so I went into business for myself. Uh, and I've been in business ever since. My major businesses I have had is uh, my accounting practice, which I've had ever since I graduated, but I've been into the transportation business um, a number of times, as well as real estate and a few other things. Um, Currently, uh, I'm involved with the accounting practice in real estate, and well, my wife, and she's involved with the real estate as well, and we uh, also market real estate education as one of our services, and I'll let you decide what you want to say on your part. Well, hello, my name is Loretta Wetzel, and I actually started my professional career in the nonprofit and for-profit world, uh, as a matter of a fact, I spent 15 years in corporate America, and um, I had a really nice paying job with benefits, and my company merged with another company, and so suddenly I found myself going from six figures to zero figures with two kids in college and out-of-state tuition. So it was not a pretty time for me, and I had to choose how to reinvent myself. And so my beautiful business partner and husband said, well, there's always room for entrepreneurs. And I thought, it's time, it is time. And so I ventured into the entrepreneurship world in 2010 as a real estate investor and business owner. And thankfully, uh, I can look back now and say, I'm very glad that I lost my job. But when I was going through it, I wasn't a happy camper. So <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I just recently opened a 
life advice business called mamasoulwisdom.com where I provide old school wisdom for a new generation. And I actually created that business during the beginning of the COVID period. So uh, we're, we're doing okay. Excellent. Excellent. And just for some of y'all, because I know some folks, you know, I think most of our automators that listen live in a life of abundance, but there's a couple of people, you know, that may trickle in here and they may listen to this content and they're just kind of got this lack mindset, but we just heard that you launched a business in this coronavirus environment. See, most folks are like, I lost my job and I got to get unemployment and I, it's, it's, it's woe is me, but you actually launched a business in this time. So I, I think that by itself like, is, is a powerful thing. Now I have a random ish question because when y'all said serial entrepreneurship, I know Perrin, you, you've got 41 years of, of, of testing and trying and, and going at these different ideas. How many businesses would you say you have gone through before you really landed on the one outside of the accounting piece, right? Like how many do you have to go through before you realize like, this is it. This, I, I really should just Probably focus not. on the accounting piece. <laughs> how, how many, if, if, you don't have to give the exact number. Just if you had to ballpark it for the listeners, and for the watchers, like what would that be? More than ten and less than fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case y'all didn't know, and I understand completely because I, I was um, and I here here here's a good one. In the midst of that list, somewhere in there. What would you say was the worst idea? I know most folks are like, what's the best idea? What, what would you say was your worst or most random business idea throughout the years? Well, I don't know about the worst, but the, the hardest one I would think is to um, deal with technology because, you know, in my mind, it was always primitive and, you know, I was always wanting to do things that weren't invented yet and trying to work, make it work and it doesn't happen. Okay. Unless you have, you know, that is the you know, hardest thing to break into, find that niche with the technology because I've always been a tech person. You know, I'm a, I'm a Star Trek person. So okay. I grew up on that model. And, you know, I'm like, what can I do in, the, in, the, in that arena to make money? And, and never was able to, to make it work. I would okay. say, you know, that's what I've always, you know, done so now we into the automation part so it's easier now because yeah. the the tech technology yeah, yeah. works yeah right right so what you're telling me though is even when technology wasn't fully evolved you were still trying to find a way to push the envelope is that correct yes excellent excellent so and that's balance of what we talk about here again in automation mastery and automation nation and on the podcast and all the content it's about pushing the envelope so again i know you have an accounting business y'all both share the real estate education business and loretta has your your coaching business um with everything becoming virtual right like that's that's like a big 
challenge for people right now. Uh, I think luckily enough, and I'll let y'all talk a little bit more um, in terms of being in accounting and those things can be done, whether it's in a brick and mortar store or at the comfort of your home. Within the last six months or so, how have you all looked at technology a little bit differently and use it to move your business from pre-COVID to now in COVID, we'll say post COVID, because you know it's it's still kind of going on. Um, depending on who you listen to, right? So, uh, where would you say that you you see technologies helped you make that transition um, into to where you are right now? Well, let me, let me let me start with the real estate investing, and then you can pick it up with the accounting if that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So for the real estate investing uh, business and real estate education, pre-COVID, we did a lot of in-person events. Uh, we introduced people to the online education in our real estate investing community. Uh, our property tours were in-person, so we would showcase uh, one of our students who had taken the education and acquired a property and then they were in the middle of a rehab or had finished the rehab and that was the way in which we did our business here's the thing mother nature has a way of disrupting things and so when disruption comes into play you must learn how to pivot and shift pivot and shift. So we had to take the real estate investing and online education marketing business all online uh, via Zoom, via technology, so that now we invite people to join us on Zoom to find out the information. We have virtual property tours now. So, um, you got to figure out a way how to keep moving with your business. If you don't, you will wind up like Blockbuster. So there you have it. Blockbuster or Sears or any of the big name companies who thought that they would never go out of business because they didn't what? They didn't pivot and shift. shift. Right. Okay. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. All, All right, right, parent. Pivot and shift. What you got? Okay. Now, and then we, we relate to the the accounting practice and taxes. You know, one of the things that's been happening is. Um, there are more scams of people trying to mm -hmm. to scam tax preparers to, to give up their information. So technology and security is high priority with us as well as with the Internal Revenue Service. Yes. So one of the things that we've upgraded to is that our internal email system is encrypted so that we can email between each other without having to worry about somebody intercepting our email. Uh, Another thing is that we, you know, we instituted a few years ago a portal for our client can upload their documents in a secure environment. 
because the Internal Revenue Service said you cannot send anybody's tax information over the internet, even if it have a password in it, because of the fact that it could get intercepted and your information would be out of there. Then, so we upgraded that. Then the other thing we upgraded is our website. The website, we drive our clients to the website. One of the things that happened this past season is that we were, you know, getting 50 and 60 phone calls a day. And when you get in those phone calls and people are trying to set up appointments, you know, it's very difficult for individuals in the office to get work done because the phone is constantly ringing. So we upgraded our website so that they can set their own appointments up using, um, we use uh, Infusionsoft as well as Calendly in order to integrate the, those things into our website so that people can go actually make appointments so that we don't have to sit down and make appointments. We just drive them to the website. We can send them a check, go to the website. So we're training the individual. So part of animation is about training people to, to use it because if you have it, nobody uses it, then it doesn't work. We're also part of my accounting practice is we are um, the registered agent for 500 corporations. So, you know, we incorporate people. We have clients all over the country where we're incorporating them and you know, providing them with services on an annual basis. So that's another area in which we're automating the process where we can incorporate individuals and have all the corporate documents done automatically. So there was, you know, it is a lot less work intensive as that is. And now we're also processing um, the annual report. Every entity has to have an annual report or some type of document that to send to the state. We're, we're automating that. Also, in our website, we, people can pay us. So people go directly to the website and pay us so we don't have to worry about, you know, always, you know, people in the mail or, or things of that nature. We get paid right there on the website. So these are the type of things that you want to look at so you can expand your, your, your business by automating certain functions so that um, it frees up time to do other things that, and, and for individuals to offer more services. Okay. Okay. That was a good pivot and shift. That was a very good pivot and shift. But they got a whole automation lesson right there. They just, they don't they might not even know that they did. They <laughs> certainly did. I don't even need to give my like, nothing I need to say. I can just be quiet. Like that was fine. <laughs> Make my job easy, parent. Make my job easy. But um and it's really good again, we're we're talking about this topic of accounting. And cause I like to give a little different perspective, a little bit of flavor when we talk about business and automation and, and, and those things. Um, you know, I know some folks when they say automate your business is, hey, automate your business and make seven figures overnight tomorrow. And it's like, okay. But let's, let's kind of just come down to real conversations about business when it Things as simple as having a balanced budget, you know, operating within your means, um, understanding what percent your ad budget takes above your your revenue and your profit, um, and you're an accounting guy, right? So, and it, even as I think of y'all as a whole in terms of real estate, and you have to understand numbers is there there as well. So let's just talk about money, right? And Let's even make it simple because I want to give something 
the folks they can use, right? Like, so not everybody's going to be as, as knowledgeable of all the terminology when it comes to accounting and numbers. But if y'all had to kind of give, you know, three to five tips on how to best understand the money within your business and how to manage it. Some simple things that uh, folks can use. Because at the end of the day, uh, when I say automation, my, my keys are, it's like, look, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a means to an end. Meaning I want you to be able to save time and energy within your business and ultimately make more money. So part of that is, hey, some folks come to me and say, what tools should I use? And so some folks are ready for an Infusionsoft. Some folks' budget does not warrant an Infusionsoft, nor does their vision warrant a Infusionsoft. So I have to kind of talk them off the ledge and tell them, hey, this is what you should get. It only costs this much a month. Now you have this much more left to you know, spend on budgets or hiring somebody, something like that. So if I can help people, if y'all can help people, and we can help people get around maybe looking at their money a little bit differently within their business, looking at their budget as an actual thing that they need to think about, whether they're just a coach or a speaker, like that dinner they took when they traveled to that conference is something they should actually calculate, right? If I get them to wrap their head around that, then ultimately they may have more money for the tools they need to hire the people they need or just to set up the infrastructure for they need. So um, I will let you have the floor uh, and just share with us some knowledge. I'm going to take some notes, right? Uh, hope that all of you are taking notes, but I will be taking notes. So folks that can see me on the camera actually have had my pen. I've been writing. So just make sure that you are doing the same, but I'll give you all the floor. Just, just share some knowledge with the folks. Okay. Well, I'll start and then you'll take it from there. Okay. Because right. you're okay. the accountant extraordinaire. Okay. okay. All right. We can do um, that. But one of the things that I know that people don't really think about when they're in business is you want to look like a business. And so that requires you to have a business entity. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't operate uh, your business as what we call a sole proprietorship. You certainly can do that. But there's so many advantages when you have a formal business entity that's going to be tied to paying less in taxes and keeping more money in your pocket. So that's the first thing that I see is that people just, their businesses uh, aren't uh, in a formal entity. So you can fill in the details on that, especially when it comes to um, the likelihood of folks getting audited. Okay. So if you, most people who start off in business, they they do it as a side hustle. What do you call it? Side gig? Mm -hmm. Side hustle. That's a problem. Right, side hustle. So um, when they have a side hustle, they have a, still have a W-2 job. And then they decide that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to do it under the radar. They want to try to not pay, you know, hide things before they even making money and know what's going on in their business in regard to paying taxes. And Schedule C is the highest audited schedule there is in taxes. And especially depending on what state you're in, there's a lot of things going on where you don't want to be in that type of environment. 
and when she said look like a business, one of the things is you're having a website and having your own email instead of a Google, uh, a Google email or Gmail, okay? Having a business address. Like for instance, you Google my address or you Google my business, my business will show up with my office and everything it has in my office. Well, if you Google somebody else's business, it'll show a house or wherever they are. So one of the things is that you want to make sure that you look like a business. And that is having a proper entity set up as well as um, making sure that you have a business phone number, okay? Um, having a business email address uh, and consistent things of that nature. And also depending on what type of business you're in, you need to have your business on your business card like a construction person. If you're in construction and you just have a business card and you have your name and phone number on it, I tell everybody to run from that business because if something happens, you won't be able to locate that construction guy. And construction is one of those industries where it's very difficult you know, to hire good quality people. So depending on your business, determine how successful you'll be. Then you, you, one of the things that you mentioned was having budgets, all right? That is critical with monitoring your expenses. Most people, they, you know, I say, did you open up a checking account? A business checking about? No, I'm running everything through my personal checking account. You should never run a business through your personal checking account. You should always have it run through a business checking account. And then keeping your receipts, okay? If you run everything through your checking account, then you're automatically gonna have a track record. Cash is the worst uh, means to pay for anything. Never use cash. And newer generation people, they don't like to use cash so much, but the older people, you know, they still like to use cash. And I, I have cash, but I don't even have to use cash, but I don't have any money. <laughs> so I'm going to have to be broke before I use cash. Then the other thing that I want to, you know, maybe drift off about is that most entrepreneurs do not, entrepreneurs do not spend enough time in pay time. Pay time means that when you, are in front of somebody at the end of that conversation or the end of that whatever you're doing, you can get paid. All right, that's the most important part of any business because if you don't have any income, you don't have a business. And they spend all this time putting all these systems together. I need to have this, 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 and this in order. But if it takes you a year to do that, where's the income coming in? You're spending all your own resources on that. Pay time is the most important time for an entrepreneur being able to get paid after they do something. And it's a very defined thing. Like putting an ad in the newspaper or on Google is not pay time because you're not gonna get paid on that. Okay, but talking to somebody who answered that ad is pay time because you may be able to get paid from that person. Right. Uh, me getting paid is the number one thing about business and also making sure that you don't overspend in your business. You Do you think it's too much to, um share the advantages of an S corporation and salary dividend split? Um, I don't think so. So, so what she was mentioning is that most people have, you know, they, they've been gravitating towards having a LLC because that's what the market is saying. Get an LLC, get an LLC. We market to the person is what are you doing with that entity? All right. Depending on what you do with the entity determines what type of entity you have. Consequently, LLCs are only good for basically two reasons. One, if you have passive income, or two, if you are going into a joint venture with another person, and the third one, if you're having a complex transaction where you need to have the ownership split up in multiple different ways without having the same amount of money put up by each individual. All right. 
So those are the reasons why you have an LLC. If you're just starting off in business and you have some type of product or anything that's generating ordinary income, then you want to have an S corporation. You get the same legal protection from an S corporation as you do from an LLC. The only the, the biggest advantage is that you don't have to pay self-employment taxes on all your money if you make money with the S corporation. Where that if you had a, um, a LLC and you made ten thousand dollars profit after you spent all your all your expenses, you're going to pay the regular tax, which is ten percent, which is a thousand dollars, and the self-employment tax, which is fifteen point three percent. So you end up spending twenty five hundred and thirty dollars on taxes. Mm. With an S corporation, the same scenario, I can take that $10,000 and put $3,000 on a payroll, okay, and then pay, and pay self-employment taxes on that $3,000, and the $7,000 I can make a dividend, and I don't have to pay the self-employment taxes. Thereby, mm. I would save uh, roughly $1,000 worth of taxes because of the fact that I didn't have to pay self-employment taxes on my income. Okay. All right. So okay. those are some of the things that you most people don't realize. They they just heard, I want an LLC, I want an LLC, okay? And that's all they heard. And another thing they didn't realize is that if you, if you are a one-member LLC, the IRS considered it a disregarded entity. That means you're going to be on a Schedule C. And that's the, the schedule you do not want to be on is the Schedule C because of the fact that you get audited so much with a Schedule C. You know, I've been doing taxes for 41 years, uh, I have never had anybody that's been audited on an S corporation. I've had people that's been audited with a partnership return, uh, which is a 1065, and that's what typical LLCs are are taxed on form that they do. If they're multiple member LLC, and you have a few of those are being taxed. And now the IRS is really looking into those LLCs as well as partnership return and and going and doing things where they can go back and what they call centralized auditing. That means they can go in and look at all the ones that are attached to it. Because what people do is they form LLC, and then this LLC forms another LLC, and so forth and so on. So trying to get away from the tax man, okay? But now the tax man to get smarter and smarter, okay? <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm gonna look at all of them. I'm not gonna look at just this one. So, you know, you wanna look at, you know, the, your best strategy for you, not what somebody marketed to you about, so. I think another uh, tip that business owners can use is investigate in apps to track your mileage. Mm -hmm. That's important. There are a number of different apps and where, hey, you swipe right, it's mileage associated with your business. You swipe left, it's mileage associated with your personal time. That just makes it easy at the end of the year when it comes time to do your taxes that you have records. You must keep records as a business owner. And so the app, that mileage tracking app, and there are a number of different ones out there. Um, there's no one particular one that's better than the other I found, but just using that in terms of tracking your mileage is, 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 a, is another uh, tip small business owners can use excellent 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 those are amazing tips i think one so let, let me let me catch a couple of things because there was a lot i think for some folks <laughs> um, sorry when no, he gets in the zone like that it's, it's yeah <laughs> it's good it's just my my um my my foundation is starting out in tech support as my first job uh, has has 
required me to understand the process of dumbing things down as much as possible. So if, if y'all don't really catch what happened is first off, if you're watching this or listening to this, there's a rewind function that you need to go back to and really <laughs> catch that part about the S Corp versus the LLC. Now, what they just shared with you there, and I'm glad Loretta just kind of gave Perrin the elbow, like, hey, you got to talk about this thing, is really what they shared was, hey, one route, one route you go is going to cost you this much in taxes. Here's another route. It's going to cost you even less in taxes. Like, you got a couple different ways to go. And essentially what happens is most people suggest the LLC route. It's like the most common thing. And I think, think that's what y'all are trying to communicate is most folks say, hey, when you set up for a business, set up an LLC. And what most, most folks don't tell you is that there are a bunch of other tax structures that you should do your research on. And S-Corp happens to be one of benefit and there are certain benefits for it. And you should go do your research, right, to make that decision. Or, again, you can talk to parent. <laughs> that's, 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 Keep it simple. Yeah. Probably, probably the best thing you can do. You're here, right? Um, so let me ask you this, because this kind of leads in this question. Um, I have this shirt. And I don't think I, I don't even know if I have. I do have it in here. So I, I have this shirt that I I did, and it, it's nothing special, but it's just it's, it's called DIY is Dan, right? So it's this, this concept of of doing everything yourself. Oh um, yeah! Oh yeah! Um, and again, I keep it real with folks, you know. Like there's TurboTax and that's great. Like it works. <laughs> Folks like does TurboTax work? Cause it's like, well, I mean, if you have a regular job and you're not looking to maximize your taxes, and you're not making a ton of money and your tax situation is very simple, then fine, go do that thing. I'm not a tax professional. I'm just telling you from life experience of being alive and filing taxes, that probably suits you. But if you have a business and you are making a substantial amount of money, and your scenario may be complex, right? Like, how, what do you say to that person who is considering getting a bookkeeper or an accountant or hiring a firm like yours to, to manage them, but they're just not sure? Like, why is it a decision they should consider doing and then just actually do? Okay, one of the reasons why you want to hire an individual is that anything in life you can do yourself, right? People can say, you know, you can um, you can cut your hair yourself, but do most people cut their hair themselves? No. Okay. Okay. So look at one, how much money you're bringing in, and two, what is your time worth? Now, you're spending all your time trying to do your bookkeeping, your tax, and things of that nature. It's taken away from your time running your business. Okay. So it's like for me, cutting my grass. Okay, I can cut my grass, right? And it's gonna take me an hour, but I can pay somebody to cut my grass for $20 a week, okay? So it's better for me to pay somebody to cut my grass for $20 a week than for me to spend an hour when I can be making, I can make $1,000 an hour. So why would I cut my grass? 
So why do things that you don't specialize in and what's going to happen is you'll mess it up or you'll spend days and weeks trying to figure it out. Then you get frustrated. Okay, then it won't get done. And then all of a sudden at the end of the year, you just have a bag full of receipts. And you expect somebody to go and put your stuff together. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've had the bag of receipts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and that doesn't work. I said, yeah, I can, I can put it all together for you. I'm going to charge you to do that. Okay. So I, 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 I tell everybody, when you get to a point where that you're doing 20 or 30 transactions a month or so, hire somebody. Because you also get advice with the person. Okay. You don't, you know. My biggest asset is the conversation, not just doing somebody's book, helping them to figure out what it is they can do to help improve their, their business, where they waste their money, where you know things going, how can they improve their cash flow? Because ultimately the bottom line for any business is to make a profit. If you don't make a profit, you're not gonna be in business for too long. All right. Bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, the bottom line. Bottom line. And here's one other thing I wanna want you to add to this. And I know, because I, I actually have a client who runs the, um, they have their own accounting firm, tax firm. And so I know, but most folks don't know. And so can you tell people why it's such a bad idea to wait until tax season to get your help? Like, is it, you know, most folks are just like, hey, it's tax season, it's January 1st, now I should think about taxes. But as a business, why do they need your help 365 days out of the year versus just tax season? Okay. Well, the first thing is that after December 31st, you can't do anything for what happened in the past. So consequently, your numbers are fixed. Whereas that if during a year, you can make decisions about how to reduce your liabilities, how to increase your profits, things of that nature, because that's important. All during a year to get advice. And one of the things that we do is we meet with our clients on a monthly basis to say, hey, this is what happened to your business. And we look at the number, where are some things that happened that normally didn't happen to find out exactly what's going on with their business. And tax season starts, you know, tax preparation starts January 1st for the coming year, not the past year. So, you, uh, you know, right now we're already, you know, over, you know, three quarters of the way finished with the year. So people are saying, well, I should wait to incorporate into 2021 because the year is almost over. Well, no, you should incorporate now, incorporate now because of the fact that you can get those write-offs now that's going to help you save on taxes. All right. And also, one of the things that creditors look like is how long have you been in business? So if you tell somebody you've been in business since 19, um, ooh, 19, the 2020, it's different than if you tell somebody I'm in business in 2021. Even though you could have, you know, incorporated at the end of the year, they don't know that. But to them, you, you know, everybody thinks the beginning of the year. Just like the Internal Revenue Service said that if you are married on the last day of the year, they consider you being married the whole year, even though you may have gotten married on the last day of the year. If you got divorced on the last day of the year, they consider you divorced for the entire year, even though you got divorced on the last day of the year. So that makes a difference in people's perspective of how they see things in your business. Okay, excellent, excellent. So if, if y'all not catching this stuff, first off, and it all kind of circles back and again, talk about automation. And this is more of an automation conversation that y'all think it is. Um, at the end of the day, one of the big points that, that parent point out was 
you have to be in paid time, right? You should be spending time in paid time. So anytime that y'all are spending budgeting, that you're spending looking through the bag of receipts in your giant bag, out of experience, right? Because I know this, okay? Anytime you're going back and you're doing your own spreadsheets and trying to calculate everything at the end of the year, that is time away from paid time. One of the fundamentals of automating your business is being able to have other things in place, whether it is a tool, it is a procedure or a person, okay? Tool, procedure, or persons, right? Right? That you can have in place doing things for you so there's a result without you being in the picture. So you have more time on paid time, which is the time that we should always be operating in if we can. And that's really the most fun time in any business. Paid time is fun time. So let, let's do this. How can people connect with you? Um, how can people learn from you? How can people learn more about your business and your service and connect and talk to you about getting um, some of these things done for them? Okay, they could go to my website, pgwetzel.com and set up a, a phone appointment. Um, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me because it allows me to have 30 minutes with an individual. I can talk about anything they're interested in talking about for 30 minutes. And if they refer, you know, if they, they heard from me from your show, I'll give them a 30 minute uh, free consultation. Excellent. So anybody that goes to my website, pgwetzel.com, that's p-g-w-e-t-z-e-l.com, uh, and click on make an appointment, scroll down to where it says, phone appointment. I'll give them a 30 minute uh, complimentary uh, consultation. Excellent. 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 Look, this has been fun. This has been amazing. Uh, make sure you check these two out. Again, I know that we've just been talking about, you know, accounting is the main thing, but they also do real estate education. Um, that's also a powerful thing. There'll be some things in the show notes that y'all can see and get access to just in case y'all want to check more of them out. Uh, look, hopefully we can do this again. At some I was point. just about to say, um, we just scratched the surface. They want to come back. So maybe we'll turn this to a series at some point. We can get a full playlist going over on YouTube in terms of, of conversations with you both. Um, but I appreciate you. Uh, again, their information will be in the description. So make sure you check it out. All right, automators, make sure you share this with a friend, a family member, or a foe, because even the even they need to take care of their accounting and their numbers. Um, and make sure, make sure, make sure that as usual, you treat each day as a building block to a better future. Peace. Peace. Peace.